Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Telling the Story podcast. This is the audio branch of the Telling the Story blog at tellingthestoryblog.com. A look at how journalists and everyone reach the world. I am Matt Pearl, author of the Telling the Story blog and a reporter at NBC in Atlanta. And those who know me know that Atlanta is home, but New York is my first home and my first love. I grew up in New Jersey, quickly developed a fondness for all things New York, and ever since moving away, I still come home at least three times a year. Beautiful, spectacular city, and few people photograph that beauty as well as my guest today. She is the runaway Instagram success known as Miss Hatton, more than 100,000 followers, Natalie M. Rossi. Welcome to the Telling the Story podcast. Hi, thank you. Now, uh, Natalie, I hyped you up a little bit, but for the people who aren't familiar with your work or maybe just don't know your full name, uh, talk about exactly what you do. So my full name is Natalie Amrossi. Um, I am currently a full-time photographer. I recently left uh, my finance job with J.P. Morgan in order to pursue my photography. I'm just, you know, I'm really into showcasing the world, the beauty and what the world has to offer. So not necessarily only with New York, but I love traveling. And um, I'm definitely known for my New York photos. I take a lot of aerial photography with um, my company that I work with called New York on Air. I've also worked with a few other um, uh, helicopter companies and help promote them as well. And yeah, right now I'm just, you know, freelance photographer in New York City, working with various brands and, you know, just trying to find new ways to collaborate. Now, we, uh, we talked a little bit before the interview about just kind of how you've used Instagram, and I wanted to get into that with you, I was scrolling through your account recently, and it was interesting to look at because the earliest photos seemed like it was more of a personal Instagram account. It was like a selfie, a couple of scenery shots here and there, no like cohesive theme. And then very quickly, there's a shift where those New York photos really start coming in fast and furious. Did you, was that a conscious decision? Did you notice your popularity on Instagram beginning to take off once you did that? When did it really kind of hit for you? Um, so when I first joined Instagram, it was definitely more, more about the selfies and what I'm doing and, you know, food photos. Right. Um, and, you know, a few photographers would follow me and say, we love your food photography. Like, that looks amazing. <laughs> um, so it wasn't until I met a photographer who's actually based out in France in Paris. Um, I met him here in New York, him and his wife, and we went out on like a photo walk adventure type of thing. Hmm. And yeah, it was great. And I had, I learned so much from him. And since then I started to take my photography, you know, pretty serious and yeah, it just evolved from that. You know, I started just focusing on my New York photos and I, I moved into, into the city. So it was just easier access to take these photos. You know, I'd take them as I walked into my office or, you know, after work. And now it's just, you know, a full-time type of thing. When did, when did you notice that people were really starting to notice you on Instagram? When did your follower count just start to jump like crazy? Well, when I started taking New York photos, you know, New York City is a very popular city. Um, everybody who hasn't been here wants to be here or see <laughs> it or, you know, wants to be a part of it. 
So um, I think definitely once I started, you know, focusing on my New York City landscapes, uh, a lot of people would repost my photos. And from there, it just, you know, took off. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure if you search Instagram for the hashtag New York City, you'd see hundreds of photos being taken almost every minute. Did you, was there something that you did to kind of separate yourself or do you think people kind of found you and found the work you were doing and maybe the aerials that you were taking were just so much different than what people were seeing? So at first I was definitely like huge on, on using hashtags and like um, trying to interact with other Instagrammers and, you know, it was definitely important to um, connect with other photographers within the area and collaborate this way, you know, um, they could, you guys could feature each other and, you know, people can, see your work in that sort of way um but you know ultimately a lot of people were just finding me somehow and I think that's from like major accounts who would feature my work Mm. and from that you know um my account just grew rapidly and right now it just keeps growing faster and faster yeah and uh, and I do want to point out here because I don't know if I said this at the beginning but even though again we're talking about your success on Instagram but these are not iPhone photos by any stretch of the imagination. Talk about the gear that you're using and, uh, and yeah, go into the camera a little bit and just the technical side of what you're doing. So you'd be surprised. A lot of photos are iPhone photos. Um, but of course I'd probably say 50, 50, 50 is iPhone and a camera. I use a DSLR. Um, I have a Canon 60 and I also have, um, a Canon Mark D 5.3 which is great. Um, but yeah, a lot of my photos are, you know, iPhone cause it's just, it's easier to just post about it after mm-hmm. I usually tend to, you know, work with my DSLR when I work with certain brands. Um, but yeah, that's basically what, it, what I use. <laughs> that's actually pretty surprising to me because it just, especially the aerials, uh, and the sharpness on your photos and the contrast, I, I I'm really surprised if, if any of those are iPhone. Well, aerials, most of, most of them are my camera. That's what I, I would think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mess around <laughs> with those. <laughs> you know, it's it's very it's very tricky taking um you know aerial photos simply because you know the wind, the helicopters moving, and you know depending on time of day, like nighttime, if you if you want to take photos at night while you're in a helicopter, you have to like really know what you're doing. Um, it can be very complicated. Yeah. Um, so you've grown to six digits in followers on Instagram. Yeah. And like you said, you, you've, uh, you, when you started doing this, you had more of a, a desk job. Now you've actually left that job to become a freelance photographer. Was that the biggest benefit to having a hundred thousand followers is that you could say, well, people know my work. I've got connections and I have this if anybody wants to see my resume, I can just point them to this account. Um, definitely helped me, you know, make my career change. Um, you know, seeing everybody's reactions, especially getting fan mail and, you know, people taking out the time of their day, you know, to write something nice just to, like, show their appreciation on what I do. It just really made me feel even more passionate about photography. Um, so... You know, it wasn't until it was really random how I decided to leave my job. It wasn't Mm. planned. 
I, you know, but it, it felt like the right time. And, and I was thinking about it for a few months, but I never thought I'd have the guts to actually go with, through with it. Um, until this one morning, I'm just sitting at my desk and I'm like, you know, what am I doing here? Like nothing seemed important, but what I wanted to do, which is take, take more photos. So that day I just decided to, you know, leave my job and it's been a month and a half now and it's been great. Um, of course there's, there's some downtime where you're like, all right, what's the next step? What else do I need to do to, you know, be successful? Um, so there's just a lot of things, you know, especially now that I'm doing in order to achieve that. It's, I like working with brands. I think it's a lot of fun, you know, doing brand work and doing a lot of like event work. I like to take photos of things that are unique or, you know, lifestyle. So, um, a lot of it is different than what my Instagram is known for. So I don't really necessarily post those images to my Instagram. Instagram, I focus on what got me there in the beginning, which is my, you know, landscape photos and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely been quite an experience and a journey. And it, it, I think, you know, the following did help me make that jump and, you know, gave me a little bit more confidence than I would if I didn't have a following, you know, especially that people do like my work. So, yeah. <laughs> this is the Telling the Story podcast. I am Matt Pearl. She is Natalie Amrossi, the outstanding photographer of all things Manhattan, who you can find on Instagram as Miss Hatton. And I wanted to ask you about Instagram as a medium because your photos, again, especially those aerials are so exquisite. They're so sharp. You're using a lot of really cool camera tricks in, in a lot of those. So why Instagram? Did you have any did you have any concern that my gosh, I'm taking these beautiful photos that could hang on a wall and yet I'm putting them on a, a screen that's inches wide at most? <laughs> well, Instagram is probably the best social app that I've not even just app social anything. Like it's I I feel like it's better than Facebook, Twitter, um, Tumblr, simply because it's so handy with um you know it's on your your handheld device and you know people can access it any time of day everybody has a cell phone these days and it's more visual and less you know time consuming if you have to read an article or so a lot of people tend to gravitate towards using instagram um it's definitely a, a i guess mobile billboard you can say you know so if I post something you know any of my images people see these images and they feel a certain way about it so um yeah I definitely love Instagram more than any other social app out there that's interesting that you would prefer it to Facebook as well I, I guess that's because so much of what you do is straight visual it's it's <laughs> photography yes yes and I, I know with Instagram the I, I guess the reason that would surprise me is because Instagram seems to be geared primarily, if not almost entirely, towards the mobile devices. Because to try to do it, you know, you can only post from your phone. And to try to even look at it on a computer screen seems almost besides the point. Whereas Facebook, you would have, you know, you'd have that giant window that, you know, from a laptop or a computer monitor that people would be able to see your work uh, in a little more larger frame. So I guess that's the only thing that surprises me about that. But I guess in terms of just spreading your work, Instagram is really where it's at. Oh, totally. A hundred percent, a thousand percent. And, um, and not only that, I, I kind of like the idea that it's an, on a phone and it's not on your computer screen because 
you know, less people can steal your images and, you know, make prints from that as well. So, you know, I don't mind that. And I do get emails from people that do want to purchase photos. They'll send me a screenshot of the photo and be like, hey, we'd love to buy this photo, you know, so we can make that happen. And um, Instagram is definitely an easier app than something like Facebook in a sense of Facebook is more personal. People tend to post their every move on Facebook and what they do. And Instagram is just strictly like images. So, um, and it depends on who you want to follow. You could follow somebody who posts their life or, or a photographer or a company. So many different things that you can do on Instagram. It's funny because I've interviewed newspaper photographers before and they always say, listen, I'll photograph whatever I can to get my name out there, you know, to make side money and, and to use my skills. And if I have to, you know, use Instagram, even if it's not on the front page of a newspaper, then I'm going to do it because photography is such a uh, such a world where you just need to get your stuff out there however you can do it. And there just aren't that many ways to do it if you're not using social media. So, I mean, I would think, you know, you're someone who doesn't work in journalism. You are really trying to get your work out there. You don't have the front page of a newspaper to to utilize. So that's really your best outlet. It really is. And, you know, and you never know who's following you, right? Like, I didn't know that you were following me, and yet I connected with you, which was great. Right. Um, same thing, you know, I had people from the Wall Street Journal who were following me, loved my work. They decided to do, a, you know, a little piece with me, which was great. And it's it's just the beauty of it because, you know, you don't know who's on that other that other side of the phone looking at your images, and you don't know who you're affecting. And I... I didn't know the power of images until um, it was my first job that I got through Instagram where I traveled to Portugal and <laughs> my my assignment was to just, you know, document my experience in Portugal. And Nice um, assignment. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> Best job ever. Um, so um, when, while I was there, it was my last night and it was like, I remember like it was yesterday, it was a rainy night and... Um, I get a phone call from the front desk of my hotel saying that someone was downstairs for me. I go downstairs and I, you know, it was one of my fans and she's hysterically crying. And, oh my gosh. And she's older than me too. So, <laughs> you know, so like just to see, to meet her and to see the impact that my photos had on her because she's such a New York fan, you know, it's especially in other countries, it's really difficult, you know, to get a visa and to come visit or, you know, to find a way to get here. So, she would tell me like she'd wake up every day in the morning to um, look at my Instagram because she loved New York so much. So she gave me like this huge gift basket and she wrote me this note. And like I read I read the note. I was tearing up. I was so emotional because I felt the appreciation. Um, and it was just the first time I really saw the impact that images have on people. Wow, that's beautiful. And uh, I, I did want to get into a little bit of style-wise what you do because, again, we talked about the aerials, and I'm assuming if you don't have access to a helicopter, it's tough to really pull those off. But in addition to that, I see a lot of rooftop shots, a lot of, um, a lot of unique angles, and it seems like – correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it does seem like your style is really based around finding perspectives that most people don't see. So I'm sure there are so many photos on Instagram of New York from the street you know, from the view looking up, you really focus on trying to get that view that most people are not getting. Yes. Yes. It's, it's very important to be different. Um, and rooftops are difficult here in New York city because, you know, 
it's not that easy finding a good rooftop to take a, a photo and a lot of them are you know shut down and close to the public um i have my ways on getting <laughs> um and yeah so I, I definitely like to you know find these different angles um aside from just regular street shots which are great too i love as well but you know yeah to each their own <laughs> well and, and you think about i mean i you know i in addition to you, one person that I follow quite a bit from New York is humans from uh, humans of New York. And, yes. you know, and what, what they're doing is very different in that it's not at all about the photograph necessarily in terms of the angle or the vantage point. It's about capturing one person and then combining that with a story. So it really is. I, I think it does speak to how, like you said, images can be so powerful and there really is no one right way to do it. You just have to find a unique way to do it. Exactly. You have to find a unique way to do it, your own way to do it, and you just have to be consistent. This is the Telling the Story podcast. I'm Matt Pearl. She's Natalie Amrossi, the wonderful photographer of the Isle of Manhattan. You know her on Instagram as Miss Hatton. By the way, Natalie, uh, are you from New York? I am. From Manhattan? Um, I grew up in Queens. I lived in Brooklyn for a little bit. I also lived in Long Island, um, but yeah, I'm a New York City all the way. All right, so you've sampled three boroughs and Long Island, and you've chosen Manhattan as as the finest of all. Yes, yes. I've been living here now for three years, which is great. Well, Natalie, I, I like to use this final section of the podcast as an advice section for younger storytellers, and I think it's especially salient with you because photography is everywhere now, and everyone can do it on a base level. Like you said, you can use your phone so quickly in a way that even – you know, eight to 10 years ago, we could not do. That said, I'm sure you meet a lot of people who want to make photography into something more than that, like you've just done. Um, I'm curious to hear about your experience kind of getting going as a freelance photographer and what you would advise people who might want to leave their desk job and make that leap as well. Um, I think that, you know, you have to feel it. You shouldn't listen. Like, it's it's very difficult to have people around you tell you, yeah, you leave your job, leave your job. Or some people say, no, you should stay, you should stay. Whether in a sense of, like, if you just really sit down and think about what you really want, if you feel like it's your right time to leave, then you should go ahead and do it. Um, my advice would be to definitely have some contacts or connections to for people who do need photography services this way you do have you know some in income coming in and you have to like and once you decide to leave your job you know it's all in you have to contact people left and right people you don't know find different ways to contact them you know google is amazing but find out information about everybody and i'm not trying <laughs> to sound like you know an ultimate creeper but it's true you know you have all these tools in front of you and it's just important to really utilize them and and really, you know, monetize what you can do as a photographer. So as long as you, like, keep pushing and connecting with people and if your work is great, you know, listen to people's feedback. If your work is great, then you shouldn't have a problem, you know, finding jobs. It's interesting because when you don't work, when you don't do it professionally as your full-time job, you can focus on photography more as a hobby, more as something to really experience purely for the joy and the and the interactions and everything you've experienced with Instagram but then you do take it up as a business and suddenly like you said there's another component of the job that's not just taking photos it's being aggressive reaching out to people 
uh, a more social component, a more marketing-based component. Um, has that been uh, more of a factor than you expected? Has it been less? Have you found that you've been able to still really be in, been able to enjoy just the pure act of taking the photos amidst everything else you have to do to kind of get off the ground? Um, I definitely didn't expect to, you know, really have to push as hard as I am now. Um, I didn't, I mean, I, I knew it was important to make contacts and to reach out to people. Um, but the, you know, as each day passes by, there's always a new opportunity to reach out to somebody or to meet somebody. So, um, it's definitely a lot of work and, you know, the social aspect of it, I wasn't really expecting as much as I am now. I feel like I'm probably reaching out to people more than I even take photos. Mm. Um, Are you happy about that? Um, yes and no, because it's exciting to know that, you know, there's potential in a new collaboration where you can create something unique and fun and, and work on a project you really love. But at the same time, it takes away from what you want to do, which is ultimately take photos. Um, but there's a reason why, you know, I left my corporate job in order to do this full time and it comes with a territory. Uh, so I, you know, I definitely think that focusing on the social part of it is just as important as taking photos. And since we've talked a lot about that social part, when it comes to taking photos, what do you feel like is the one thing that amateur photographers, younger photographers are not doing that they should be doing to make their work better? Um, I think they need to be more selective with what, you know, they put out there. You know, if they take X amount of photos a day and post them all, you know, and they're not all great photos, you know, it could kind of tarnish their reputation. So if they're, if they just, you know, become a little bit more selective, uh, put some time into work on one photo instead of 10, you know, and when they release it and see the interaction and, you know, feedback is very important, you know, they could read what people write. That's why social media is so great because, you know, you get honest opinions from strangers, you know, that's why I love Instagram. Um, it really depends on, you know, who's following you, of course, but, um, mm. Yeah, I think it's important to just, you know, listen to feedback and be selective with what you decide to put out there. Yeah. Final thing I wanted to ask you before we kind of start to wrap it up. We talked about this a little earlier, but I wanted to delve into it a little more now. You talked about the leap of making a career switch and what that was like emotionally to go through. You wrote about it on your blog, and it was a pretty powerful post just kind of about the need to sometimes take the plunge, which I think... You know, there are a lot of people who, and we've talked about the kind of the the specifics and the nitty gritty of, you know, it's not an easy thing to do to kind of start on your own and have to contact people all over the place and, and do something like that. But uh, it is, I think, for a lot of people, a fantasy of, boy, what if I really tried to make this a career? And I just wanted to hear from you a little bit about the emotions of it and what it was like to go through that both beforehand, during, and now as you kind of have that corporate job in the rearview mirror, what it's been like? So it was definitely emotional the day that I decided to leave my job, especially since it wasn't necessarily planned. You know, I didn't walk through those doors um, thinking that I was going to leave. Uh, so, you know, I definitely felt anxious. There was a lot of anxiety and I felt like I just couldn't be there anymore. I felt like I was, you know, not giving my all in, in either photography or in finance. So, um, 
you know, once I decided to leave my job, it was like a, a weight lifted from my shoulders and I felt free. Um, I walked out of the doors and, you know, I, I obviously gave my two week notice and actually in JP Morgan's case, I gave them three weeks cause they needed me. So I, I felt like being <laughs> <mad>. <laughs> well, never burn a bridge, never burn a bridge. But, um, you know, I, I haven't looked back since, you know, actually two days ago, I was walking around my, you know, around Midtown past my office and I looked inside and it was like just a lot of emotional emotions. Like, I can't believe that I, you know, would come here every day and do this and it's not my life anymore. And, you know, it, like yesterday, it just seemed so far away. I hate to like say that quote, you know, but, um, but it's so true. And, you know, looking back, there's no regrets, you know, whether I make it or if I fail, it doesn't matter. The fact is, is that, you know, I don't want to look back one and wonder what if I did leave my job? What if I had all of these opportunities in front of me and I didn't take them? So, um, I feel like it's always easy to just go back to look for, look for a regular nine to five job. Um, and if you don't take the risk at the right time, then you'll never do it. So it's like, it's kind of one of those things where it's now or never. Um, and that's how I felt. And right now, how I feel currently is, you know, I don't regret anything. Um, it can be scary, you know, uh, it's inconsistent. You know, I don't know what I'm going to be working on next month, but at the same time, I'm excited because all of these opportunities are basically out of your hands and your mind and who you connect with and what ideas you have to, to share with the world. And you never know, you know, who's going to reach out to you and who wants to work on what project. So um, it's definitely exciting in that sense. And I'm just really excited for the future. You know, I'm, I'm not nervous. I'm not scared. I'm just looking forward to, you know, the experience and the journey ahead. Beautiful, beautifully put. And uh, Natalie, I, I always like to end with that famous reporter's question. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to add? Um, just follow your dreams, follow your heart. You know, life, you know, isn't a fairy tale, but you can make your own fairy tales and just got to go, go get it. Follow your dreams, follow your heart and follow Natalie on Instagram at Miss Hatton. Natalie, I'm Rossi. Your photos are spectacular and we look forward to seeing more of them. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. All right. And the Telling the Story blog updates every Monday and Wednesday. The website is tellingthestoryblog.com. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Telling the Story podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.